Hello? Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show? Never call me again. Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. Justin Lawson, guitarist for Every Other Friday, owner and professional engineer at MTB Recording Studio, also heads up Making the Band, Sedalia, Missouri. Let's give him a call. Hello, hello. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's really good to have you here. I, um, you know, I was, I was thinking prior to this, um, you know, I had, I had messaged a friend a while back and told him that I was going to have you on the show, that I was going to talk to you. And, and do you, do you have any idea what, what type of impact you have on people, what people think of you? Uh, that's a hard question for me to answer. Um, I, I, people, people sometimes tell me, but for me, I just try to be as positive as I can for people and try to help where I can. I feel like hopefully I make a good impact. That's my goal. Let me, let me tell you this. I'm going to read to you what, what he said in response. He said, um, Justin is one of the most interesting cats I've ever met. I fell in love with his energy when I met him. And, and so you were playing at a birthday party. And, and so everybody's just sitting around talking and, and you're in the background with your, with your guitar. And he said it was very soothing and uplifting. He said he loves music genuinely and whole and, and just wholeheartedly. Um, you know, it's nice to, to talk to a mutual friend and, and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to completely on solicited is, you know, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have this guy on the show and just wanted you to know. And he came back with that response of, you know, this is one of one of the most interesting people I know. He's got a great energy. And that was kind of the thing that I picked up on the first time I talked to you is that you just really have got a lot going on. One of the things I, I find really interesting about you and, and one of the things I think maybe kind of separates you from, from other people in, in, in your, your industry, your passion, and, and, and just passions in general the majority of my guests have have a they're they're artistic in some way they they have an interesting story a skill a passion and they're allowed to do it in their spare time or the weekends or or you know when they're not doing their job which sometimes they don't really care for and you have a passion that you have incorporated into every aspect of your life and that's really interesting. What is that passion? Tell me about it, how it got started, what, what inspired you? Well, I started out when I, you know, I started playing when I was nine or 10 years old and music was kind of the, the thing that was always there for me. Um, I look at music more as, as not just music as a hobby. I look at it as therapy. Um, I was a little kid. My dad had a guitar behind the couch, and he tried playing in group lessons when he was when I was real little. And I said, "Hey, can I have that?" He said, "Sure." He didn't play it a whole lot, and I just kind of took off from there. I started playing two, three hours a day. I didn't have any aspiring goals, you know, as far as what I wanted to do with it. I just wanted to play. And by the time I turned sixteen, I started teaching lessons in Sedalia Wilkins Music Store. Uh, about 16 and a half um, and enjoyed it. And it was something I, I had a passion for. And I realized that I could help other people enjoy it the same way I could. 
whether it be for therapy or for fun or whatever. And I felt like I was giving back. And, you know, then I went to school for, for, for programming for a while and stuff like that. And always had to have another job because, you know, anything with music or art in general, a lot of times you always have to have another job to do so. And I've always had another job until about five years ago or so, um, where I had to, to, uh, uh, have something else, but, uh, you know, it's not something that makes a ton of money and it's, but it's not about the money for me. It's the fact that I can wake up every day and, and do something I love and, and help people in return in one way or another, you know, and um, you're still at the store too. And so this is what you're, you're like 21 years in at this job that you, you started when you were 16. I am. I am. I, I teach at Wilkin Music Store uh, Monday through Friday, and I have my own studio on the North 65 Highway in Sedalia, and, um, and it was it used to be my grandmother's restaurant for years, and um, they ran it for a long time. They had an apple orchard and things like that. And, um, I did Making the Band officially the first year. I did it before this, but it was in 2008. Um, and what Making the Band is is a program where kids, and now adults as well, get together around the same age group, write their own song, name their band, record a two-song CD, and play a live show. And so the restaurant closed, and um, it, had, it was kind of, you know, not well, I wasn't doing anything with it. So I, I approached her, and we helped consolidate the restaurant and, you know, bring her some income in. But as well, I've redone the building over the last, I've had it for 10 years now. Um and redid the building and made isolation booths, and so I could fully record there as well. So I really have, I'm pretty blessed that I have opportunities that I have. I teach around 14 instruments, um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Music is definitely my life. <laughs> I am not entirely certain that, you know, just, you know, right now, name 14 instruments. I don't know that I could name 14 without without having to think about it and... You play fourteen instruments, and to me, that's um, that's amazing. I um, well, go ahead. Oh, I think every, yeah. Every time I, I, every time a new instrument came around, I was like, I've got to learn that too. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. And so you, 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 and so you said you built your own isolation booth. That's not easy. I, it's something I considered, and 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 I actually did a lot of research and was like, you know. Um, this is a lot more work than what I want to do. Um, did you, did you, did, so you, you had the space. Did you go in and design and build everything yourself? Well, I had some help, uh, but cause I'm not a big carpenter, <laughs> but, but a lot of it, I got lucky. I have two isolation rooms, but one of them was a walk-in cooler back when they had the orchard. And I converted the cooler into a soundproof room and put a door on it and put plexiglass windows in and stuff like that. So that one was pretty, was, was, was a little bit easier task, but, right. um, but yeah, it started from the ground up and it's, I, I always seem like I'm trying to do something to improve the studio if I can, but there's always all this new technology that comes out that makes it easier or better. <laughs> you know, yeah, technology is so amazing. It's crazy what they, I mean, what you can do now you with, with effects and with recording, like you can sound like you're using a $3,000 amp and use a $10 amp. But a lot of the stuff that I, I record or try to help record, I try to capture that raw feeling and that raw moment of that person, you know, because that song means something to them. And 
So, I mean, I do what I can, you know, we clean it up, of course, and that kind of stuff. But I want you to get what they feel when you hear it, if I can help that. Right. It's kind of like the difference of, you know, listening to, you know, a really good CD or, you know, I think everything now is like, you know, it's everything is digital. And, right. you know, there are still those of us that really like to sometimes just put a put a record on and it's that staticky intro, you know, before the music starts and that just, you know, it's interesting. I was, um, I, and so I have, I've interviewed a lot of musicians and one of the things that I have noticed is, you know, and I have, so I have multiple sets of headphones and sometimes, you know, you'll just listen to something on your phone or, you know, off of your computer or something like that, you know, and then I've got, you know, AirPods and, and a pair of Beats, which are real bass heavy. But then I've, I've got the studio headphones, which is what I'm using right now. And when you when you listen to someone's music on a really good pair of studio headphones, you really, really can hear everything. And, um, you know, it's amazing to me, you know, the quality that some of these guys are producing. And, and, and these are amateurs, you know, they're they're just they're enjoying what they do. They do something amazing. And, and that's what you do, and that's I think one of the things that makes you so interesting. Um, and so you've been at this music store twenty one years. You've you've got the, the the making the band. I actually have, and so you have I think four different YouTube channels. It's a little it's a little excessive, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. And so you're you're you play in several bands. I actually have the and so you did a you did a PSA for making the band. And, and do you mind if I play that? No, that'd be great. Awesome. Let's see if we can get that going. My name is Justin Lawson. Um, I'm the owner and operator of Making the Band, Soleil, Missouri, as well as MTV Studios, and I teach private lessons. Making the Band is a program, a six or seven month program. It usually runs um, November to June, where kids and adults alike get together and they write their own songs, they form a band, they record a two-song CD, they even do cover songs, and they play a live show um, in six or seven months' time. Um, they get to express themselves and write any kind of music, it doesn't matter if it's metal, country, blues, whatever genre they choose, and they basically just get to have a good time and learn what it's like to play in a band, learn that band setting. My role in, in making the band is to um, teach them how to play together, teach them how to do those things and how to write songs, and. You know, the whole process of what it's like to be in a band from the beginning to end, whether whether it's how to teach them how to record and how they record their parts or what chords sound good together or, or how stage presence works. I mean, the whole bit of what the good parts of what it's like to be in a band. What would I say to a parent that wants to get their kid into making a band? Well, first off, if nothing else, just come out to the show and experience the concept of it every June. See what it's like. See, see how it all comes together. Um, the kids sign autographs and sell their CDs. Just come out and contact me and talk. It's the biggest thing. And they don't have to be playing for five years or know 30,000 chords or know how to play 30 things on the drum set. They just have the desire to want to do it. That's all they have to have. Making the band, to me, it's more than just learning how to play in a band. It's self-confidence. Adults and kids that have a, a, a day full of hard, you know, hard stuff that they go through or emotional things that might happen or whatever, and they can just come in here, be themselves for an hour, make up what they want forget about whatever bothered me for that day. You can find Making the Band at Sedalimo on Facebook. Um, you know, that pretty much covers Making the Band. Um, it, it really it sounds very inclusive, and, and 
you know, the great thing is, you know, a guy like me, for instance, with, with no musical talent could arguably, you know, get a hold of you and say, this is the type of music that I like, this is what I want to do, and, and you would make that possible. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Is a, that's amazing. And so I actually and so I, I, I actually got this audio. I took it off your YouTube and um and so I watched the video. And so this is a video um that you have on one of your YouTube channels. And um if I remember correctly, the music played in that video was that by one of your students? That um the actual video was a, a former student of mine that went into videography. Uh, but the thing, the music actually is just something, a little blues riff I had, I had made up at the time we were doing the video. <laughs> nice. Um, but it, yeah, they, uh, some younger kids that, well, I say younger, but they're not younger anymore, <laughs> but they, um, they, uh, went into videography and they approached me about doing a video and I was like, of course, I'd love to hire you to, to do a video. And, uh, they did a good job. I was, I was very nice of them to do what they did for me. Yeah, and, and so you're you're making you know a lasting impact, impression, and friendships with with what you do, and and that's I, amazing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 more than I ever expected. It's more than I ever thought of. It was you know it's I I really when I say I wake up and I'm happy to do my job every day, I mean it with all my heart because people need to to have an outlet. People need to have positivity people need need something to help them through every day you know and that's what i hope i can give back to people well i I absolutely think you do i mean you you've you've got these lasting relationships and friendships and you know people um and people when you're not around are saying really really nice things about you um so I think you definitely are, are having that impact and so you yourself and so you play 14 instruments um, you're in, you have participated, been in, organized four different bands, is it? Yeah. Um, we have, I have lots of different projects. I, I, I am a person that I don't like, I don't have a specific genre <laughs> that I like to play more than others. And so I really, you know, with the fact that you, the way recording is now, I try to, I, we, like, um, my fiance and I have a, and a couple of their friends do a band called Every Other Friday, and we do a lot of 80s, 90s, and today's covers, and put some twists on them, and do that. It's called Every Other Friday. Um, I started playing metal when I was 17 because I, I figured out I can get, I'm not, I don't get angry, and I, I figured out I could, I could have a little aggression in my music, and become something else on stage and get it out, and people actually liked it. <laughs> so that has stuck around most of my life. Um, and, and it's been unseen hatred off and on. That's the name since I was that age. Um, and then I, I recorded Kevin Wilson, uh, a gentleman out of Syracuse and we did, he did two albums in the studio and then we decided we would do a blues album together and we brought drummer Pat, Patrick Monahan in that, uh, good friend of mine, he played some drums on it and we just put a, we just released a blues album, uh, about three or four weeks ago and the band's called Cold Sugar. Um, nothing's been played live before um there's some songs where i played piano alto saxophone there's one song i played piano alto saxophone guitar some guitar bass guitar uh, all on the same track wow um, and that was me because that's something i have i had never recorded a saxophone was my very first instrument and i'd never recorded a saxophone
alone. I've never recorded on a real piano and blues before. So that was a, that was a great outlet for me as well. Um, it was something different. So, yeah. And then, you know, um, so yeah, those are the three main ones, uh, right now. Um, but then I also, you know, have played on other people's stuff or played drums. Um, Jake Reno is a really, a really good musician here in town, country artist. And, and he did, he's done about 24 songs in the studio over the last three or four years. And, and I had the honor of playing drums on a lot of his songs and, um, just, just wherever I'm needed and how I can help. That's what I'm there to try to do <laughs> musically with recording. Cause the more I can, the more I can help with them get their career and do their dreams. And that's just as good as doing mine. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, when you were talking about playing all the different instruments, um, on one track, uh, do you know who Cam Cole is? I know that name. Yeah. And, and, and so he's, um, he is this really eclectic cat out of, um, out of the UK. And, I think he lives in this really kind of um, weird, grungy kind of bus van hybrid thing. Travels around, and he is like this one man band, and he's he's um, he's actually incredibly talented. And I just released an album, but and that's what he does. And so he goes out and he sets all this stuff up, and he's got like this little generator, and and um, he just plays like, and, and he's doing a lot of it with his feet, and so he is singing. And he's got all these instruments going that he's playing, you know, you know, his hands are involved, his legs are in, involved, and he's just getting it. And it. It's really, you know, you, 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 you look, you see this guy walking up and you're thinking, what the hell? You watch his videos and people are just kind of walking by, you know, like he's in the way and he starts playing and people are, you know, they start, they start, they stop and, and they're milling it's around. Start. <laughs> it's really amazing. And so, yeah. go ahead. Uh, and that's the thing anymore they have that the technology with loop station so many people are coming up with so many creative things and they're able to even do it's incredible how they are able to even do it live like that you know they go from a guitar to a piano to a drum to uh, to back to a bass guitar and then sing and it's all by themselves and it's pretty incredible what people have it really is, you know, and, and so, you know, anything and everything that I do, and I don't do anything musically, I just, I record, you know, everything I do, do is digital, and, and, and I have friends that, you know, actually have albums out, and it is all done in a digital audio workstation with a MIDI, and, and everything is electronic. Sometimes you, it's really apparent because it's, it's kind of that sty- electronic style of music, you know, kind of a techno dubstep type of thing, and then other times, you know, you would have absolutely no idea listening to this that, you know, all of the instruments contained in this piece are actually electronic. It's unbelievable. Um, right. You're, yeah, because before you could tell. Not so much as now, all the time. Well, you know, they have mic- they have these microphones out now, and I, f- I forget who makes them. And so, it's, you know, it's like a two $3,000 microphone. And what it does is it mirrors the, you know, the specific you know, signature of specific mics. And so you can, you know, you're, you're buying one microphone for three grand and it's like, you're getting 10 microphones and that's a lot of money. But, you know, if that's, you know, kind of what you need, you know, or, or think you need or whatever, um, then, you know, that's what you get. That's what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they even have pedals now that are harmonized. They call it, they're called harmonizing pedals. And, when you put it through your vocal mic and it'll do a four, two to four part harmony with you, like a choir. Wow. Um, 
just based off of what you sing. I mean, I don't have one, but I've always wanted one. <laughs> it's on my list. But um, it's incredible what, you know, you're just, it's, it's like, wow, I just recorded that with my amp and this, this little plug-in that on the digital side makes my amp sound 10 times better than it did before. <laughs> That's insane. You know, you know, there's something to be said, though, um, to, you know, setting and listening or, or watching or being a part of in some way someone that is actually doing all of these things themselves. You know, they, um, you know the, the idea that, you know, you can play a sax and a piano and, and all of these different instruments on one track um, and you're actually playing the instrument. Um, to me, that's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with you know, someone creating things in, in, in these ways, you know, art really doesn't matter. Art doesn't care how you create it. Art is art. And Absolutely. it's amazing no matter how you do it. To me, there's just, there's just that extra craft craftsmanship of, you know, the strings um, against your fingers and, and your mouth on the reed. And it just really is interesting. Yeah. It's the rawness of it. It's the it's the feeling that you capture at the time that you record record yourself or that person. It's, it's, you might not know what they're feeling, but they're going to let you know through, through the way they play. And that's what they're you're gonna, capturing with making the band when you do the recordings with those guys. Absolutely. You know, I, um, you know, they can play anything from metal to country to anything they want. The only rule I have the kids is you'd have to be presentable for, that you can say it in front of if you can say it to your parents face you can say it <laughs> you can say it there right but, you know but other than that i don't want to inhibit them that was the biggest thing is you know we had that creative side needs to come out and and a lot of kids and adults um are so so talented but it's getting past the confidence stage i call it more of a comfort comfortability stage you know and realizing that it's okay to have your own sound and that it's your music and it's great if others like it, but that's not why you're doing it. Right. You know, you I, know? um, do, doing what I do and thinking about what you do, um, the other day, you know, it, it, and I kind of already knew this, um, but it was almost as if this, you know, it was this epiphany that presented itself in, you know, I was seeing evidence of, of what I always assumed with art is that, you know, Doing what I do, you know, you, you, you learn pretty quickly that everybody really does have a story and their story is, is individual to them. And even if you have five stories that are similar, it is still each person's individual experience and story. And, and with art, you know, this really is this, it's your story, it's your voice, it's your, your mode of expression. This is how I say all of the things to the world. This is how I become present and in valid in the world and and the idea that you're doing that for people you're you're making that accessible to people is absolutely amazing well i appreciate it it's it is it it is the the more people can realize that they can the better the world will be you know i just there and i know this has been a hard year for a lot of people and understandably you know um but just knowing that it's okay to, to not be okay sometimes. It's okay to say how you feel. It's okay if someone doesn't like you for you. It's okay if they don't like your music. But knowing you want them to, of course you want them to. I still want people to listen to my songs. 
but to know that you did it for you and have other people's like you have other people like it and they and when they do like it that makes it a hundred times even better because that means that you've reached out and helped someone out hopefully you know in some way and just to know that it's okay to be yourself that's that's a hard thing for people to 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 uh let happen i agree i think um you know, I think there, you know, there's so much divisiveness that, that, you know, has, has become unavoidable. Um, we, we, you know, we just have been, we, we've, we've finally been forced, I think, into a place where, you know, we, we can't de- deny the level of divisiveness that we face as, as a nation, as, as a world. And, right. you know, so absolutely anything that allows you an arena to express yourself and to be original and to, to be, you know, even if just for a couple of hours or a few moments to just say, this is who I am. You know, one of the things I've learned with, with what I'm doing is that I've talked to so many different types of people from so many different backgrounds. Um, and the thing is, is when you strip all of those extra things away, you start seeing these similarities and, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time talking to people I have never met, may never meet. And, you know, we sit down, we have, and you and I talked about this. You know, we sat down, we have a conversation, there's some stories exchanged, and, you know, hopefully by the end of, of our conversation, we we walk away as friends. And that's amazing. And I think that's what you do. Yeah, I, I thought, I, it is. I've, I, I've met so many, I don't, you know, everybody I know is, has to contribute to music for the most part and that's and that's a blessing because that means that uh that i i have a reason to keep doing what i'm doing <laughs> um you know it, it means that that you know and, and and people go through phases people it doesn't you know you go through phases where things happen and you don't play for a while but you come back to it and music is something art in general i should say art not just music but art in general is something that doesn't get mad at you for walking away for a minute it doesn't yell at you. <laughs> it's something you can that you can have your entire life, whether it be when you were a kid and you start back again when you're 30. You know, I teach people from all the way of age of two to 87, and and it's different for every person that walks through the door. It's not. It, I don't teach each each person the same way. I don't because no two people are the same. You know, that's the beautiful part about it. But finding what works for that person and makes them happy. That at the end of the day is, is the goal for me. That's pretty amazing. Um, and so you were, and I actually have one of your tracks and I think, and so it, you sent me a track a while back and, um, I chose one of the, one of the blues tracks. And, and so is that off the album that you were telling me about earlier? Yeah, it's uh, it just came out. Um, it's been done for a few months, but it, we just released it. It's on it's on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. It's on three hundred platforms. There's nice. physical copies of it, and uh, that was a, it was a it was a fun project. I, blues was kind of something that I've always like when I first started learning lead as a kid and that kind of stuff, and on the saxophone with jazz and that kind of stuff. There's something that's always kind of been there, and so it was it was it was nice, and it was nice because as as I was working with Kevin. Kevin was also starting to help me with some recordings because I had so much going on. And so it was not, it was interesting for me to walk into the studio and he's like, okay, we're going to do saxophone today. I'm like, yeah, I laid down the track and I'm like, keep what you think's good. 
So it was interesting for me to take that role that I normally take and be like, hey, you pick out what you think good. <laughs> you know, it was kind of nice too. So yeah, that one, that one's the new, the new, that's the newest album that, that that's released and it's available now. That's awesome. And so, you know, I will, I will have all your information by the end of, of this show and we will put everything in the show links so that, that people can go and, and, you know, listen to it on their own and, and, and maybe go out and find it, um, purchase the, the digital track, whatever they want to do. I am going to see if we can play this song and give people a sense of one of the sides of you musically. Okay. You know, I think people will be very interested to to see who you are musically. Sounds great to me. Yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of, you know, and everything's so different. Some people, it's funny, you know, because I do go so different places, it's, um, uh, I've had, you know, like, Nikki said at the table when I played a metal show in the past. I can cut that down so you can you can finish that thought. Oh, I was just rambling. We can talk about that. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> sing as well is that you singing that that second half was me singing um that first half was kevin singing and he was playing harp as well nice um, but he and he did a lot of that guitar lead on that one but yeah when it came in you said you owe me that was me <laughs> nice there was a there towards the beginning where when it started it started to kind of pick up there was a there was a second there there was just a glimpse of you know this very easily could could go heavy metal and then it was kind of pulled back and i thought that was interesting and i I don't know if anyone else noticed it and so hopefully they'll you know if they didn't maybe they'll go back they'll listen to it um it's really interesting listening to your music and and getting to know you and knowing that there are all of these these instruments at play all of this you know, just this experience in, in, in really loving music across genres. And so I have a couple of questions about music. In, 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 your, in your rotation right now, who are you listening to? Good question. Um, that's a real good question. It, it goes from everything from, from uh, 
Chris Stapleton to Led Zeppelin to uh, Mel B to um, the, the Taylor Swift had a new album with uh, folk on it to um, Corn. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it that's some of the stuff. But it, every song is not. There's no song probably back to back that's in the same genre. Um, it's uh, and a lot of time, and then a lot of times in my truck, I'm listening to stuff I've mixed down to help other people to try to find that stuff. But it is literally everything. Nancy Sinatra was on this morning. Nice. And that that uh, um is you know that's and and some of that it helps with with my other half. She uh, she's into a lot of different things as well. And so she was this morning. She was getting ready for work, and Nancy Sinatra was on. I'm like, oh man, listen to that guitar. Listen to all of the effects they used back then. I didn't realize she was, you know, such such a um, a rebel really for the time frame. You know, so for me, I listen to different things because I enjoy it. But I also listen to see what what made that person tick what made that style work and and why was it popular you know um you know what 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 is that demographic that people listen to and it's not because my end result is to try to make money it's just out of curiosity i'm like okay i don't i try not to throw anything out the window because you just never know what it's going to turn into yeah i agree and you know i will listen literally to just about anything and i have everything and so i've i've got my um so i I use apple music and spotify and i i and so i listen to a lot of, of independent label stuff but i also you know i listen to you know a lot of mainstream stuff and it it literally can be anywhere from gangster rap to to country to you know r&b classical um I even have a, a couple of full albums of Jewish cantors on my, and, and it's in heavy rotation. I mean, these are all things that, depending on my mood, the day, the the time of day, you know, what's going on, what I'm preparing for in my day. You know, I, I spent a couple of days last week, um, it was all Wu-Tang Clan. And uh-huh. you just absolutely never know what I'm going to be listening to. And it's really interesting, um, music history and, and to... To listen at what to listen to what you know someone was doing a hundred years ago versus what they're doing today and, and being able to see those those similarities and sometimes those reimaginations you know I know several years oh, ago go ahead oh absolutely yeah they I mean you can definitely start to hear influences from other people you're like oh well that makes sense of why this band became around because they listened to this that was 60 years old you know or you know and or this is, you know, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think people, people get really bent out of shape. Some people can get really bent out of shape about sampling other people's music. And, and, and it's understandable if there, if there's no recognition, if there's no, you know, if there, if there needs to be money exchange, whatever the situation is, you know, do what you need to do to, to make this possible. The thing is sometimes is, um, I find when people are sampling, it tends to, it's, it's, it's this incorporation of, I am taking something that really resonated with me, putting it into this, reimagining it and blending it with what I'm doing. To me, that really is kind of an honor. You know, if, um, I, 
Yes, absolutely. I agree with you completely. I mean, if somebody takes part of a song of your song and wants to use it in theirs because it meant something to him, that's that's about the highest honor I think he could have. Yeah. Em, em, what is it? Em, emulation is the you know, or flattery. What is it? What's the saying? Um, emulation uh, is the highest form of flattery. Do you do you think that you've you've realized your goals musically? Is is you you sound really well rounded and really happy with what you do? Is there are there, was there ever a point where you were like, hey, I want to do this, and and you didn't achieve that, or you're working towards that? Um, you know, where are you going am, musically? Um, I don't know. I know that I'm always going to push forward. I'm always going to create music, and I'm always going to try to help people. And I can't tell you my plan of where it's going to go or how it's going to go. Because if I can tell you the last 20, you know, the last 21 years and think that I'd be sitting where I am right now and doing what I'm doing, I would have never thought. All I can say is for, I, you know, my goal is to put out music, play shows when I can have fun, help others and hopefully do this the rest of my life. That's my goal. I don't want to have to do anything else. I want to do what I'm doing right now and, and and if I can keep that going and keep a roof over my head, that's all I need. You know, that's probably, I, I, I don't think probably, I think that's, that's, that's the best answer I've ever gotten to that question is, you know, the thing is, is I, I think, I think when we say, you know, Hey, this is, this is what I want to do and this is what I will do. And here's, here's my, you know, this is A to Z, how I'm going to do this. You know, I think that's wonderful. I think it's good to have an idea of who you want to be and where, how you want to get there. I also think sometimes it's limiting, you know, um, what you, especially musically, artistically, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to paint the same picture every time. You don't want to play the same guitar riff every time. You you right. want to take the influences of life and music and emotion and absolutely everything that happens in the world and incorporate, the, incorporate that into what you create, who you are where you go and, and, and ultimately what you become and achieve. Agreed. And, and, and we evolve as human beings as we, as we get older, what we listen to, what we like, how we feel, what we think, everything changes. So you're going to, you know, you can change with it or you cannot, but if you, if you accept, accept what it is and just do it, you're going to be a lot happier. You know, I, I you know, when I was younger, I had goals that I, one of my biggest goals as a teenager was I wanted to play the Blue Notes, Columbia. And I got to do that a couple of times. And, and it was an incredible feeling. After that, I didn't have a main goal. And then I was like, you know, why am I setting all myself up for all these things that are either going to, you know, you know, that are going to pull me back and make me feel like I'm not doing what I should or I'm not working hard enough where I should just, why can't I just accept what I have and who I am? And, and hopefully, you know, anything positive is positive. You know, it's just like listening to, you know, people to listen to your music on the internet. That's the hardest thing in the world. And I, my numbers could be wrong, but I, somebody told me not that long ago that on Spotify, there's about 20,000 independent artist songs uploaded a day. I believe it. You know, and so finding, you know, to find that and, and to find a way to get people to listen to it, you have to, you almost have to, it's a, it's something that it, to crack the code is crazy. It's, um, because you have to find a demographic. Um, I, I read an article about this woman that has 
Um, she has seven children. She homeschools. She plays Irish Celtic music. She makes $2,000 a month off of royalties off of her songs and does classes to teach people how to do it for $500 an hour. You she, know? she has I cracked mean, the code. <laughs> she's cracked the code. <laughs> nice. She's cracked the code. But that, that, is, that is the hard part. So, you know, uh, you know they, you get your weekly plays of who listened to what. And a lot of times I, I don't, I look at them, but I don't because that's not what I put it out there for in the first place. And therefore I'm always happy with what I've done. Right. I, I have, for my podcast, I have analytics and, and I'm able to go into, and so I use a, I use a hosting platform, I guess it is. And, and so I, I upload my, my episodes to there and then they distribute them and, you know, and then end of day, end of week, end of month, so forth. Um, I get these analytics that tell me, you know, age, demographic, you know, anything and everything, number of plays, um, you know, all of that sort of thing. And, um, you know, the thing is, is, um, the, the platform that I use is, is one of the most popular, um, in, in use case. And there are actually more, there have been more new podcasters in the last year than exist, um, than existed, than, than existed a year ago on Apple alone, which, you know, Apple was, you know, that's where it all started, you know, iPod podcast, that, that's where it all began. And, you know, YouTube, for instance, had 7 million new creators in the last year, 7 million new YouTube channels in the last year. Most of Ooh. them are abandoned. And, and so that's the thing is, is, you know, you, you, you know, so there are people who will put one song or two songs or a video or whatever it is out there for the world to see. And it's it, that's it. Never again. It ends. They get disheartened. Um, it's really easy to look at analytics and say, well, I'm doing the wrong thing, but you're a hundred percent right. The idea, the chances of you being discovered and then it just taking off, it's absolutely very slim. I don't think right. that's reason to not do it. I don't think that's enough reason to say I'm doing the wrong thing. I think you, you know, you, you persevere and you work really hard. And if it's what you enjoy and what you love, that in and of itself is, is absolutely worth it. I, I really like what I do and I don't care what my analytics are. I, I, I don't do this, um, for numbers. I do this for me and you. Right. It's something, it's passion. And that's, and that's, it's easy to forget that. It's easy for get to forget that as a musician because, you know, when you play your own music, it's not like you get they, they want to pay a lot, and it's not because because no one's heard you, you know. And I don't, and it's not a it's not a disregard to any place, but you can go play three hours away, uh, your own stuff, and you're still not making. You don't get paid at all, you know. Right. You don't you you can go and play covers for four hours, and after you cover your expenses, you've made twenty dollars for the night. So you don't do that for money either. You do it. You got to, it's harder. You have to step back and remember that you're doing it for you. And if you can, and that's, it's a constant reminder. It's a constant reminder. You know, it was funny, you know, you would, and I can't remember, it might've been like TLC or somebody, somebody back in the, like the eighties, nineties. Um, there were a couple of groups that, you know, they go out and they, they have two or three albums back to back. They're on these whirlwind, you know, worldwide tours and, and all everything is they're on. You, you just cannot turn on the television, the radio, anything else without them being right there. 
And, you know, a year down the road, you know, they've, they've got a VCR to show for it. You know, they, they have nothing right. because, you know, that's the thing is, is a lot of times we don't understand, you know, what the, what the actual overhead is, what the equipment costs, the transport, you know, there's, and, and, and I think absolutely there, you know, people are, sometimes in different industries, very willing to take advantage and take people for granted and, and, you know, just do them dirty. I don't know that that's always the case. I I would like to think that, you know, there's been some, there's been some parameters and boundaries placed on those types of things, some safeguards for people. I know that a lot of people that make it today, um, you know, have gone out and done it independently. You know, I, I know some independent label artists that have been relevant in, in, their demographic, their their niche group, audience um, for twenty plus years, and, and just continue to put out amazing things. You know, one of my favorite groups, um, it's an independent rap group um, out of Minnesota called Atmosphere. I don't know if you know who they are, and um, I know one of the, it, you should check them out if you if you like that sort of thing. And um, so one of their songs is the the lyric that had me that caught me from the very beginning was fuck a major label till it limps and uh-huh. you know it it just was like you know you got this sense that hey you know what i'm here i'm here to stay i'm going to do this on my own i do this for my fans i do this for me um you know this is this is my art this is my expression and i love that and it's real it's re- absolutely it's real and 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 I and and I don't know where the music industry is going to go but with the platforms and with the digital and people able to do it on their own I look to see hopefully in the next 10 15 years that the industry flip flops you know where the industry works more for the people instead of the people being told what to do and how to do it and when to do it I think, I think you're right. You know, and we can look back over the last just few years and there are artists that have been discovered on YouTube or Spotify or wherever it is that they've, they've been discovered, um, and are huge or, or made it huge. And, you know, you, you look at these people and you think, you know, whether you like the music, whether you like the video, the track, whatever it is. I, you know, I just, I just don't have any hater in me. And so I, if I, if I look at somebody and they're doing something, even if it's not something that's, you know, my thing and they're achieving and, and, you know, they're hungry and they're eating, I, I have to, I have to recognize that I have to be like, wow. And so I think you're right. I think with all of these platforms, the, the power is going to shift to the artist um, and they're going to control things. And I think there's going to be I think for one thing, there's going to be greater creativity. Um, you know, everything isn't going to be, you know, sanitized. And this is what the demographic wants. Um, right. I want, I want the public, I want the listener to have what they want. But what really is important, you know, not everybody is your public. You know what I mean? Right. You have, you know, we talked about that and that's what you said earlier. You have your demographic, know your demographic. Yeah, it's, 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 it's finding the people and, and people don't realize, you know, you go play a show, there might only be 10 people there, but you know, the average, if one person sees you, five people hear about you, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's pretty overwhelming that, that 
yeah, you're gonna it, you want that raw feeling, you want that emotion, and if you allow those artists to do what they want, you're gonna produce those artists are gonna produce things that we can't even fathom right now. Absolutely, you know, even, even the famous ones, you know, um, like Post Malone, like <clears throat> he does great with his career, and I like his music. But I, you know, I, I watched videos of him early on doing acoustic sets, and I'm like, dude, this guy can do just about anything. But they're not letting him do anything right now, you know. But I bet you he does, at some point in his life he does. <sighs> yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, I, I think with with all of the platforms that are out there that, you know, there's, there's the side where you're thinking, man, you know, 20,000 people a day or X amount of you know, millions of hours of video a day or, or whatever it is, you know, so absolutely, you know, the competition is there. Um, you know, how do I get discovered? You know, where do I go from here? You know, there is absolutely that, that intimidating side of it. There's also that side where it's really becoming a creator's world. And I think that that could absolutely play off. I would love to see you know, some people be able to, you know, especially some of the mainstream people who have really put in a lot of work and, and, you know, they've, they've catered to the record companies, they've catered to, you know, the specific segment of their fans, um, to be able to, to, to expand and do what it is they want to do, you know, and it's interesting, you know, music like any art is subjective. Um, you know, you could, you know, look at the Sex Pistols or Merle Haggard, you know, two completely different genres, different types of music. And, you know, you play those today for somebody, they, they may think, are you kidding me? But the thing is, is both of these, both of the, you know, entities um, are still relevant to someone today. Someone still has yeah. an album and someone plays it. Someone listens to it. Um, and they've left, left the mark, absolutely. Right. And they, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And 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 so you know the Sex Pistols, Merle Haggard. Um, even though they're completely different, and that's why I picked them. Um, you know they at a time they they did something you know that was you know Merle Haggard had the very outlaw country music thing going on, and, and the Sex Pistols. I mean, come on, you know things that at the time were fairly on on um, unacceptable you know, um, outside of a very specific niche of people. And, and over the years, they became very acceptable to a lot of people, and they've had great success. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It was almost considered a sin to listen to some of that stuff back, you know, when it came out. And, and, and they, they not only achieved great success, but they've also left a mark on many other bands that people listen to now. <laughs> you know, you have this whole new outlaw country scene that that uh, has popped up again, and you have a new punk scene that's popped up again, and you have, you know, it's and, and it's it's great to see that, and you have new rap artists that are are playing off of old school hip hop from the Sugar Hill Gang, and I mean, you know, you've got you've got all these influences, and 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 and, and that's the thing is when you're writing your music, if you're trying to make it big is, is I think the key is to how are you different from the next person? Right. But, but that, that also takes some of the lack and the luster out of like we've talked about that takes away from, it makes it more of a job. It, it makes it more of a, a, a job of 
uh, it takes some of the fun away from it because you're spending so much time trying to cater what everybody else wants that you don't cater to what you want. And that's what's interesting about you. And that was the that was the point at the very beginning of this this conversation was that you've taken your you've taken your your passion and, it, and this is what you you spend your day and so you're at the music store you're maybe in your recording studio maybe you're doing something making the band maybe you're recording for someone else or yourself or you're you're out to go play a set um and so there's this there's this sense of you know this is my income this is my job um but you haven't allowed it to become your job in that sense it's um it's something that you allow to, you know, it, it's it's what you do. It's your passion. You happen to get paid for it. You've incorporated making the band, and and so you share your personality, your influence, your ability with other people, and allow them to do the same thing. And that's pretty amazing. It's like I said. It's 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 more than I ever ever thought would happen. It, it's. Um... It, it, it's the best feeling to watch people walk out of your room with a smile on their face. And do and they, they, at making the band, do they, and so you said they record, so do they get, do they get an album, a CD? What do they, what do they get? Do they have something to take with them and sell or how does that work? They do. They sell, they, each, each person gets 10 copies to sell out the show. Um, I started, I'm going to start incorporating this year to where they're on the digital platforms as well. So if they have family members that live, you know, five states away, they can they can still listen to their music. Um, because that's the hardest part. Because I wanted to teach I wanted to teach the kids how how you know when you have something that you've done how how to sell it how to can get it out to people and that's a hard thing to do. Like we talked about it, everything being so digital. Um, and I think that's why records have come back so well because you have you know I remember as a kid you pull out the ACDC for the first time and you've got all this or the Beatles and you have all this different stuff and the and the the words and the lyrics and that kind of stuff and they don't have that anymore so you know I used to flyer cars before shows I'd go to the the town I was in and and put flyers where I was allowed to put flyers on people's cars and stuff and that kind of faded away so it's really a big transition to try to teach them as well of how to how to get their get their music out there um, but yeah, they do, they, they all have 10 copies that they get and they keep the money from and they sign autographs after their performance and they got VIP passes, um, with their name on them and all that stuff. So they get all the positive side of, of what it's like to be in a band and, and it, and it helps them grow as a musician as well because they're great by themselves, but to get that interaction takes them to the next level to know that they have the ability to do it. That's amazing. So, I so there's a question that's been on my mind, and I've wanted to ask. And if it's a breach of privacy, that's that's absolutely fine. You can none of your business. Y- you said earlier that you've had students from two years old to eighty-seven, and so the minute you said eighty-seven, I thought, what is the eighty-seven-year-old doing? What music are they playing? What resonates with them? Who are they musically? Is that is that a breach of privacy? No, 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 not with not with this person. They'd be fine with it. <laughs> um, uh, guitar, um, actually, guitar and keyboard. Now they're playing. We went from gospel um, to a little bit of everything. Um, when they first came in, he said, "I don't think I'll. I don't ever have the interest to write my own songs. Uh, that's not something I want to do." And 
over the, the time span that I've taught him, um, he has written his own song. Wow. And so he did has, he did he know how to play when he came in at all or did not. Really? Something he wanted to do. And that's the biggest thing with adults is a lot of adults are like you know the biggest question I've heard over the years when an adult comes in is, Am I too old to do this? And my answer is always to anyone, if you want to do it, you're never too late. That's amazing. You know? And so you can imagine you know, 87 years old, you, you have, you have lived a very long life and, and you have experienced so many things in, in your 87th year, you say, Hey, I, I, there's something I haven't done. I want to do it. Um, and this is what I want to do. I want to reinvent myself at 87. That is unbelievable. And it is. And it, you know, and that's, that's the greatest thing because the biggest thing is a lot, of them, a lot of the stories are they wanted to do it as a kid and it never worked out, you know, a lot of things like that. But I, I you know, my biggest thing I tell a lot, of, a lot of my adult students is maybe it wouldn't have worked out the same if you would have started this. Maybe this was how it was supposed to be and this is when you were supposed to have started. You know, you, there's, music doesn't have an age. Music doesn't, and art in general doesn't have an age. It doesn't care you know, who you are, what you believe, what you think. It, it's completely... For you, I mean, people might be subjective to what you play, of course, but for yourself, it 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 it's never going to argue with you. <laughs> you know, you, it's not something that yeah. Do you think that art is about tearing down boundaries and, and parameters? I do. Whether it, whether it be in your community or in the world, or even within yourself. Because the biggest battle, I think, is, is the boundaries we put up against ourselves. I feel like we put up these walls of what, what, what's considered normal. Because when we look on Facebook or we look on this or we look on that, <clears throat> we see the positive things. But we don't always see what people go through. And so then we feel like we're not normal or that something's wrong with us. Or, you know, I'm not saying everybody, but, you know, it's... It, to some and so that first boundary is to tear down your own wall and realize that it's okay to do what you want like we've talked about and then once you do that you realize hey let me see if I can push this envelope a little bit farther let me see if I can you know if I can put something out there that's going to break down a wall for somebody else that that they don't want to talk about you know or you know, it, it, and absolutely, and and that's that's what music has done through through time. That's you know, the whole point of, of punk rock in general was to to be against you know what you were told to do and conform to, in my opinion. And and so you know that that was the biggest thing for me with metal was like I like this sound and I can yell at people and they like it and I don't get in trouble for it and and. I can let go of that aggression. And, and Nikki said at tables and people that hadn't seen me before that have known me for a long time, come out to watch a metal show and they see me doing up there yelling and, and, and singing and, and doing my thing. And, and then they lean over to her and they're like, is he like this at home? Because he's not like this unless and she laughs and says, no, that's just when he's on stage doing this. <laughs> right. You know, right. You know? I think it's really easy you know, you were talking about that, that boundary within yourself. And I think, you know, especially with social media and, and, 
in just adult life and even for children, I think it is really easy to fall into this perception of this is who I am, this is who I've represented to the world, this is what is accepted behavior from me, this is, this is, I am defined right here, and so often, I know, I know with me personally, there have been so many times that I thought, you know, I just want to get the hell out of this shell and be me, and, and so it's so liberating, um, to, to hear and know that I am not the only person that feels that way, that, that you've experienced that, that, that a lot of your students and, and friends have experienced that. And, and you know, it, it's okay to, to say, hey, I, I, you know, this is who I am, you know, here or there. This is not who I am all the time. Um, I, need to, I need to spread my wings. Is, and so are you able, you're, are you probably not really may, able to do making the band right now with, with the pandemic? Um, when, you know, when things clear out, you know, obviously it will be available and, and people would be able to contact you before we close, where can, where can people, you know, connect with you? Where can people, you know, connect with making the band and, and pursue some of these things? Um, you, Facebook is a big one. Um, making the band today in Missouri has its own page. Um, you can reach me out through there. Um, MTB Recording Studios is what the recording studio is under. Um, I even have a music lessons page, um, or even just through my personal Facebook. Um, but or you know, and my phone's everywhere. My phone number's on everything. It's on the back of my truck. <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, so yeah, and yeah, making the band is off for December. We have been trying to go back and forth. You know, we shut down for a while, and we're trying to do social distancing. It does start back up hopefully in January. Um, with with the rules in place, but um, but it uh, it is something. And the studio time it, that's something that's also available. I'm not. I it, it I make it affordable. Uh, just to let people get their music out there because it's like we talked about. It's hard to get a return in your in what you put into it. So um, but Facebook is a is a great thing. Or you know, even like I said, you can just directly give me a call, and I don't mind even telling you my phone number out loud <laughs> so i i but, will uh, i will put all of these things down in the show notes so that um anybody and everybody that wants to connect with you wants to experience making the band um you know wants to to potentially explore you know recording their own album um and and you know whatever it is you know you sound like um you absolutely have the capability to to take someone who who knows what they're doing or is brand new and and walk them through what they need to do to to arrive wherever they want to arrive. Justin, I appreciate you joining me so much today. Well, thank you for having me on, and thank you for everything you're doing to help everyone. It, it's a it, even in, in our area, it's been great to see how much we the the music and art has grown and how many more opportunities there are for artists of every genre and uh, style um to have a place to play and 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 things like this and some, your passion is, it helps that along too so thank you very much i appreciate that you know the honor is absolutely been all mine i've i've made some amazing friends and been turned on to new music and new people and you know, that's what, that's what this is going to continue to be. And, and so I am the lucky one. 